a lot of new positional battles are going to be happening for the Sun Devils during spring ball and throughout the remainder of the offseason. Today, we're going to take a look at the wide receiver spot and all the changes that are going on with it on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update when we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. There is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of competition for the Sun Devils heading into 2023. And it goes throughout several different positions. Maybe none more so than wide receiver, where Arizona State has made so many additions, both through the transfer portal and through recruiting, They've got several guys that are returning, some guys that are more experienced than others. There's going to be a lot of new competition, and there's going to be a lot of guys to work with now for Arizona State, for Kenny Dillingham, for uh, Rashad Samples, the wide receiver coach, for Bo Baldwin, the offensive coordinator. There's going to be so many guys to mess around, tool around with, and see what they have and what they don't to decide what they're going to roll with. So today we're going to take a look at those guys. I'm not going to go over every single guy because there's legitimately like almost 20 receivers on this roster. That would just take forever. I'm going to look at the most notable guys that we need to keep an eye out for. And we're going to break it into returning transfers, recruits, and then just an overall breakdown, maybe some predictions. Let's start with the returning guys and mainly the starters here. You've got Elijah Badger, Giovanni Sanders, Andre Johnson, Chad Johnson, and Javon Jacobs are the most notable guys, in my opinion. There's several other guys that are returning as well, like Zeke Freeman, and oh, I just totally skipped on his name. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember the other guys I was thinking, but Zeke Freeman is one of those guys who's returning as well. For his senior year, he hopefully will get an opportunity, but nothing's guaranteed because he only had a carry last year as a wide receiver. Looking at the returning guys, Badger and Sanders are solidified starters for this team. Badger is your X. He's your number one receiver. Sanders is likely your slot guy. So you're going to be looking for another receiver starting on the outside for the Sun Devils team. That's where it's going to be a very interesting positional battle. Because with Badger and Sanders, you have solidified your top two options in the passing game. Plus, with the tight end position that we're not really going to get into, you've got that figured out as well. Looking at who's the third receiver, though, there are so many guys to fancy here. The first and obvious choice is Andre Johnson. Johnson has had a... Decent role with the team each of the last two years. Nothing too crazy, I would say. But 
in the last two seasons, he has racked up 27 catches over 300 yards and two touchdowns, averaging about 12 to 13 yards per reception. Last year was a little bit of a down downward season for him. He did have a career-high 15 receptions, but he went from 15.5 yards per reception to 18.7 yards per reception. Or 8.7, excuse me, not 18. That would have been much better. But I don't know that he got used to the best of his potential last year, but obviously that's going to happen for most of these guys when you've got two different quarterbacks rolling in and you've got so many different offensive identities that the team was facing throughout the year with a former offense coordinator, Glenn Thomas. I feel like I forgot his last name and Sean Aguano taking over at some point. I'm very interested to see what Andre Johnson could potentially do in his uh, redshirt junior or redshirt senior season. I can't remember what the team lists him as. But point is, he's going to get an opportunity, uh, redshirt senior, yeah. He's going to get an opportunity for starting time with this team. And he's going to be one of the guys who has probably the easiest path to get there compared to the several other guys on this roster, both transfers, recruits, and otherwise. Andre Johnson has that size that you're looking for at 6'3", 210 pounds. He's got underrated deep speed which is one of the reasons why he's averaging such a healthy amount in his career. By the way, I'm not including his one catch for 35 yards uh, freshman year in his yards per reception for his career. If you did, it would be much higher. But point is, looking at Andre Johnson, he, he checks all the boxes for you. It's just a matter of actually getting him on the field and getting the most out of him at that point. I'm curious if Kenny Dillingham could be the guy to finally unlock that for him and then get a big season out of him. He's definitely got the best track to be a starter, in my opinion. Chad Johnson Jr. is a guy that we've been talking about for a long, long, long time, and we're waiting for everything to manifest, come together, and him be a starting receiver. He has had the unfortunate like, standard, I guess, of playing on or uh, playing with the name Chad Johnson Jr. because his dad was one of the great wide receivers of the NFL during the 2010s with the Cincinnati Bengals. He had several thousand yard seasons. He built himself up a decent Hall of Fame resume. Nothing too crazy, but Chad Johnson Jr. has had a spotlight on him, right, wrong, or indifferent. And he just has not had enough opportunities. He had his first reception last year for five yards in his career. He's going into his redshirt junior season. He just has not had any opportunities. I'm still pounding the table for him to get that opportunity because I think that he is a talented receiver. You just wonder if Arizona State is going to give him an opportunity at this point. I think that's kind of where we're at, where Chad Johnson Jr. is. And then Javon Jacobs, another guy I want to mention. Now, Jacobs, I feel, is going to be the runaway favorite to be the starting return man, both his kick and punt returns. Uh, looking at his role in the offense, it'll it'll be a battle. He's he's definitely not got it very easy, and he's going to be competing with tons and tons and tons of guys. I'm just curious how the team plans to use him this upcoming year because, again, while he did have a role with the team, as a return man, he didn't really get very many opportunities 
with the offense as a whole. He didn't have any catches. He didn't have any rushing attempts, anything like that. So how they want to incorporate him moving forward will be very interesting. But of the returning guys, Andre Johnson definitely makes the most sense to be the guy in line for a starting role across the board. Chad Johnson Jr., I'll still be hoping he gets that opportunity, and Javon Jacobs will be interesting to watch, but those are the main guys that are returning this year that we should be keeping our eye out for moving forward. Got to talk to you guys now about FanDuel. We're at the midway point in the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from money line, point scores, and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash on to, to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Thank you guys again, as always, for tuning in to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Make sure that you also tune in to the Locked On College Basketball podcast. It's everything you need to know about college hoops in one place. Here for big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players, Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Back into our conversation, let's take a look at the transfers that are coming in. There are four guys coming into the program, some of which are pretty prestigious guys in terms of their recruiting prowess way back in the day and all that good stuff. The most notable guy to come in is Jake Smith. Now, Jake Smith was a former four-star wide receiver out of Scottsdale, Arizona. The Sun Devils were not able to land him back during the 2021 class, but he's home now. And he checks the boxes, similar to other guys. Six foot, 200 pounds. He has not flashed everything that we were hoping he would flash when he got to the college ranks. He was definitely like a highly sought after four-star guy. Uh, Played at Texas, played at USC, has yet to make a splash. Maybe he's got that opportunity now at Arizona State. Besides Andre Johnson, Jake Smith is one of my favorite guys to be one of the starting receivers for Arizona State. It's a lot based off of his potential, though, because, again, he just hasn't been on the field very much for one reason or another at both of his college stops. But who knows? Maybe returning home is the key to him finally getting that opportunity to be a full-time starter and be a difference maker on the field. But, again, he checks your boxes. He's a good athlete. He's a good receiver. There's a reason why he was highly ranked coming out. He just hasn't reached that point yet. So we'll see if he gets that opportunity. Now, looking at the three other guys that I want to mention here who actually have had opportunities to, to show off their stuff in the college ranks. The first guy I want to talk about is Melcon Stavall. Stavall is a smaller guy at 5'8", 185 pounds. I'm curious if the team is going to get him involved in returning opportunities. He returned four punts last year, and then in 2019 had four kick returns. I feel like with ASU's lack of depth right now at the return position, because DJ Taylor and Daniel Nagata transferred, Stavall will have an opportunity there. Talking about his role with the offense, I'm curious how they want to incorporate him, because 
you have Giovanni Sanders, who's just a very good slot receiver, but you look at Stavall and he is, he is undersized. Again, he's 5'8", 185 pounds. This isn't really a guy you want on the boundary. This is a guy you would want to put flexed inside. So how do you want to incorporate him in the offense with Giovanni Sanders? Because Sanders is good inside, are you going to be trying to be maybe more creative and get Sanders flexed out all over the place? I'm here for it. But I also believe you just need to get guys in the best position to succeed. That's where I don't want to force anything. I don't want to force Sanders outside if he's not going to be as productive as he would be inside. With Stavall, it it's just, it, it's one of those things. Last year, Cameron Johnson had transferred to the program from Vanderbilt. He was one of the guys I predicted would be kind of that slot receiver for the team. Just couldn't beat out Giovanni Sanders, who ended up being the guy for Arizona State. Arizona State isn't going to incorporate a ton, a ton, a ton of slot receivers. They didn't do it last year. I don't anticipate they do it again this year. That's where Stavall is going to be so interesting because him being undersized and him maybe being pigeonholed, I'm not going to discount him at all for all I know. He could end up starting outside and being a really, really good player for the team. It's just going to be a fascinating case study. He does have some production, though. Last year at Colorado State, he didn't do much. But his previous tenure at Nevada, he had a 56-catch season and a 33-catch season. So he's got volume to his name to actually be able to analyze what we know there. So Mel Constaval, very interesting guy to monitor. Uh, Xavier Guillory is one of the guys who I am very, very excited about. Guillory transferring in from uh, Idaho State. He he looks really, really good. He looks like he can flash a lot. Last year, he had 52 catches, 785 yards, and four touchdowns. Looking at him, he definitely kind of followed, oh my goodness, I can't think of the coach's name that, was it Bo Baldwin? Charlie Raggle. That's who it was. He followed Charlie Raggle down from Idaho State to Arizona State. He's going to have a really good opportunity. This is a guy who, when you watch the tape that he has, he's explosive. He's able to make plays. He looks like a guy that could be a big-time playmaker for Arizona State. This is another guy that I would be very, very interested to see if he can be the, the full-time starter on the outside across from Elijah Badger. He's a very intriguing player, and he's got the size. Again, he checks off all your... All your boxes at 6'3", 195, or 6'2", 197, depending on where you're looking for your size. But he checks off those boxes. He checks off the explosiveness. He looks like a guy that could earn a really important role with Arizona State in 2023. I think this is probably my favorite, probably, to be the starting guy outside, like my personal favorite. Like I mentioned earlier with Andre Johnson, I feel like he's the easier to project kind of guy. If you made a prediction, it's probably Andre Johnson, but I really like Guillory. And then the last guy to talk about is Troy O'Mare. O'Mare coming in from Texas. Not a ton of production to speak of to his name. In fact, he only has one catch in his career. But again, you you want to look at intangibles. The 6'3", 221-pound receiver Arizona State is definitely going to be valuing size this year, and there's an opportunity 
or Omer to step into it. I think when you're looking at these transfers, that's that's what a lot of these guys are, is opportunity. When talking about Jake Smith and Troy Omer, it's will they get that chance to live up to their statuses. When you look at Mel Constaval, it's how you're going to get him on the field. When you look at Xavier Guillory, how are you going to keep him off the field? There's tons of talent here for Arizona State to play with in their transfer roles. There's going to be very, very good competition. And those are that that's kind of where I stand on the transfers that are coming in. One more time, thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, make sure you check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Isaac Shade and Andy Pat- Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. You hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. It's Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Wrapping this up, taking a look at the recruits real quick. I can't tell you a lot about them because I don't have tape for them. They're three-star guys. Uh, they'll obviously be competing for some playing time, but with all the veteran guys on this roster, I just don't know how big any of their roles are going to be. You have Lennox Lawson, who's a hometown kid from Red Mountain High School in Mesa, Arizona, 5'11", 175 pounds, three-star wide receiver. Caleb Black from Clayne Oak High School in Spring, Texas, three-star guy, Five foot nine, 165 pounds. And then finally, you have Corbin Hendricks, who I think is the most interesting of all of them, is another three-star guy from McKinley North High School in McKinney, Texas. Wide receiver, six foot two, 109, or excuse me, 180 pounds. Again, I just I can't speak too much about these guys. What I can tell you though is I just don't know how big their roles are going to be. Because you have so many veteran guys with Arizona State that I feel like right now the three recruits that are coming into the program could very well just be looking at maybe like scouting roles or maybe they're looking more to be redshirted and stuff like that. I don't think we can place expectations on them. And that's not a discredit to them. It's just simply the situation that they find themselves in is this is going to be a very, very competitive position. Like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, I anticipate the wide receiver spot to probably be the most competitive positional battle throughout all the spring practice, throughout the offseason, throughout training camp and everything like that. There's just so many guys and I only got into 10 players that are competing across from Elijah Batterson. Badger and Giovanni Sanders. That that's going to be really, really good moving forward for the team to have all that competition, especially for these young guys to be able to get their footing at the next stage of their careers and hopefully turn into something great. Final overall thoughts here. I look at what we have with Badger and Sanders returning. I'm very confident there. I look at who could be the third guy. I'm also very confident. There's just several guys here for Arizona State to work with, to figure out. And they could be figuring it out into midseason. I'm not worried because they have the depth right now. 
I'm interested to see how everything else is going to play out. I'm interested to see if Jake Smith can live up to that hype that he had coming out of high school. I'm interested to see if Andre Johnson can finally seize a solidified role with this team and be a big-time playmaker. I'm interested to see how Mel Constaval is going to fit into the offense. I'm interested to see how Xavier Guillory is going to work from going from Idaho State to Arizona State with all that talent he has. And you've got so many other guys. You've got Chad Johnson. You've got Javen Jacobs, Troy O'Mare. You've got the three guys that are coming in as recruits. You've got returning guys like Zeke Freeman who are in their senior year and definitely looking for that opportunity. With all of this in mind, this is a very, very good spot for Arizona State to be in. Now, if you didn't have Badger and you didn't have Sanders, this is terrifying. This would be one of those absolute unknowns. But because you already have two guys figured out, this places Arizona State well ahead of where they could be otherwise. This is a very, very good situation for Arizona State. This is exactly what they need during a transitional period of having Kenny Dillingham and Bo Baldwin taking over this offense and getting Arizona State to the next stage of their passing. This is a very, very good situation. I can't emphasize that enough. It'll be really interesting to see what the wide receiver coach Rashad Samples can do with these guys. There's a lot of potential here. And I truly would not be surprised if we saw several guys produce. Like if we saw some combination of Johnson, Stavall, and Guillory all be very, very important roles in the offense this year. Would not be surprised one bit. So we'll be keeping a very close eye on it throughout spring ball throughout training camp, and throughout the season. Bottom line, this is a great scenario for Arizona State's wide receiving core right now. Be excited about the future. That being said, that's going to wrap up this edition of Locked on Sunnivals. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Till next time, though, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun